Welcome to Win Win, a podcast from the Department of Sport and Exercise Science at the Waterford Institute of Technology. I'm your host, Bruce Wardrop, and in each episode, I'll be chatting with someone who works behind the scenes in sport, helping athletes to maximise their performance potential. If my guest is winning, hopefully their athletes are winning too. In this episode, I'm catching up with Alan Swanton, who is the lead performance analyst at the Irish Institute of Sport. Alan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks a million for taking the time to speak with me today. No problem at all, Bruce. Thanks for, thanks for the invite. And I have to say, it's the first time I've done one of these, so um, you'll have to bear with me. Oh, well, I'm a relative newbie at this as well. Uh, this is where well, we're a few episodes into the season, so we're all, we're all learning as we go. It's been a long yes, time. indeed. I, I did catch up on, on, on one you did of a, a forward, former colleague of mine, Caroline McManus, and yeah, no, it was very good. Enjoyed it. Thank you. You're too kind. Go on, tell me more. <laughs> uh, no, I was just about to say though it's been it's been a long time. We used to spend a lot of time together uh, working behind the scenes in sport, and I, I'd hate to try and put a a time frame on it. How long it's been since uh, since we we worked together? But it's been a good few, maybe one entire cycle at least. Oh uh, yeah, most yeah for sure. Look, we, yeah, we live in we live in uh, four year cycles, or this a five year cycle, um, and and the next one a three. So yeah, look, that's so yeah yeah. You live, you live from one to the next. And actually, it's very often you refer to that. You refer back, oh, yeah, that's what happened in London and that's what happened in Rio. And, you know, so. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, such, there's such big bookmarks in your life that, yeah, yeah I often do think back as uh, um, at, Beige, at, at Beijing. That's when, uh, oh, no, no, Beijing was the first. London was when Daniel was born. So I have, you know, okay, there's these yeah. big things that all happen close together in, in, in my life. But yeah, I do yeah. still have the habit of, even though I didn't do Rio, I still have the habit of thinking back in those those four year cycles. So speaking of that, so take, taking yes. it on from there, uh, looking ahead to um, to to Tokyo 2021 now at this stage. Tell us about the sports that you are working with at the moment. Yeah, so I suppose um, one of the sports I've, I've, I've been involved with for um, probably well over over a decade now would, would be boxing. So I suppose I split my time in the role as lead analyst about about fifty percent in boxing. Uh, I'd have about twenty twenty odd percent certainly in the Paralympic year with, with track cycling, some input in in some other sports with with some other colleagues, a um, little bit of equestrian uh, diving, but that's more sort of a, a, a an advisory role rather than anything hands on. And then you've got kind of the service coordination, some of the some of the mundane day to day tasks of of hoarding equipment and things like that, which is uh, just keeps things keep, keeps things ticking over, but so yeah, so probably about two days a week with boxing, uh, on average. But of course, that depends on where they are, and sometimes on competition time, it can be can be full on. It's you know seven, ten days, twelve days straight on at, at working with that sport. So yeah, and that and that's quite nice. So I'm often quite envious of other other let's say colleagues, maybe in other situations who are who are full time in a sport because you really get the the time to really dig deep. Well, I'd like to think you probably get the time. The reality is you might not. Um, but for me to go from a sport of boxing, which is at times a, a touch of chaos, uh, to track cycling in, in the Paralympic side, which can be, you know, as obviously as people will be aware, is, is very measurable. Uh, it, it's interesting and it's given me a good breadth of experience, with, which, which, is, uh, which, is, which is standing to me, I hope, you know. Well, I know. Uh, let's talk about the boxing a little bit more. So I know when you started out uh, pre-Beijing, pre you were kind of thrown in at the deep end with boxing. You, so yeah. I, think, I don't think you have a boxing background, do you? 
No, absolutely not. It's, you can you you can't see my nose. My nose is is, is not it's not perfectly straight. I, I always I always used to joke with Billy Billy Walsh that it's it's like it's like he's been chasing Pat carries for 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 the first part <laughs> of his life, and you know what he probably was. So no, I I don't I don't, and and I think that's an interesting one in some respects that when people start out in a role, you think the more you know about the sport, the better. Um, and I, and maybe I was just kind of fortunate enough in the fact that at the time when I started with boxing and, and Gary Keegan was often heralded as a, as a kind of um, uh, a leading figure in Irish sport kind of brought me on. And, and I remember the very first trip that I had was to a competition in, in Finland. And actually, I can still remember flying in. It was like October. So it was uh, Scandinavia. The, 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 the forest was changing color. It was absolutely stunning flying into this place. But I really didn't have a clue what I was doing. Uh, and, and I was fortunate enough, I sat in the sand with a camera for three days. And, and actually what Gary had done, in, in probably in wisdom, he'd sent a coach just to, to, uh, to probably sit in the sand with me for a lot of it. So he was one of the older coaches um, uh, and probably a, a much more experienced dad. And he talked me through a lot of it. Um, and, and from that, then I sort of built up my experience and, and I kind of cut my teeth a little bit doing uh, uh, learning, learning, as learning by, by doing more so than anything within, within boxing. Um, and, and slowly over time, you sort of build up your analysis template. And now we're at a stage where we're, um, we, we've got a, a phase by phase analysis that looks in, in depth at the bout. Um, we're looking at a whole range of variables. It's on a, on a, on an analytics platform where we've got all the information we need in one place. And it, it's, 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 it's transformed itself in, in, well, when you think about it, it's, it's 12 years, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been an interesting journey for sure. So, well, let, let's dig into that a little bit more. So what, what are the types of things when you started out, what were you, what did you think you were looking at uh, when you were watching the boxers versus what you know you're looking out for now? Um, I suppose like it's, it's like in, in, in that sport, you're because it's one where you've got judges around the edge, you know, and, and, and so, so you've got to go with the, and, and make your assessment of the criteria they're using. Um, so at that stage, it was looking at it was a point system, five judges around the ring. They see a landed punch and if three, then press it within a second, then it's a point. And um, that system changed after London uh, to uh, was after, maybe after 2015. It changed about <laughs> it changed about six or seven years ago anyway. Um, in the And now it's more like the 10-9 must system. And in that then, as you would as you would in pros, I suppose the sport was wanting to, 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 to be more like a pro. So they took off headguards, took off vests and. And may, so, so that they could probably engage with the with the pro world a little, a little bit more. So, um, you look at the criteria then. So, the criteria is quality landed punches on a target area, uh, and then you have other areas. So, the other criteria are dominance, competitiveness, um, air, uh, elements of the uh, sport which are difficult to measure. So, the majority of the time is spent around uh, well landed punching. So, what are you doing when you're successful? Um, can we identify the characteristics uh, that your, I suppose, yeah, well, your characteristics when you're landing punches? And then we'll say, well, you know, you're doing, you're, then I suppose in that analysis, we're trying to package, well, what did you do well? Um, and where did you not do execute quite so well? And then we'll just try and encourage you to, 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 to do more of the good stuff. Um, and of course, look, that changes depending on, you know, I suppose, even your own form at the time, but also potentially the, the opponent in front of you, um, opponent with changing stance, opponent with different style, challenges uh, boxers in different ways. So um, 
yeah, it's 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 in essence assisting the coach to identify. Um, you know, if, if we look at your landed punches over the last contest, well, what worked or didn't work? How did you execute the tactics? And the role of the analyst then is just to facilitate that. And would you also do opponent analysis as well? Uh, we do, we do, yeah. But I suppose the challenges is is um, like if you're thinking about even going into the Rio cycle. Well, first off, there's a couple of challenges. Like getting footage in the first place has been a difficult one, and it's really only three or four years ago where there's been streams from multi-nation tournaments from major tournaments whereas in most other sports you probably had that for over a decade so i've been so so again and, and i suppose that the challenge as well is if you think that like going into rio there was seven qualified you're looking at about anywhere from 12 to 25 in each wave category um so say so you're looking at about 120 odd boxers so how do you profile 120 people you know and and, and then you have all the pieces around well have I got the footage that is 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 them competing with with uh, competing against someone with a similar style to Ireland? If they don't, if you know, if they're competing against an opponent who's a different style, well, then does it really is it really useful as a as a as a profiling tool? Because what they'll do against, let's say, someone who's um, say, if if an Irish boxer is a, is a counter puncher, so they're kind of teasing and waiting for people to to come and then they counter. But if then your opponent is up against an aggressive boxer. Um, you know, the opponent will change their stance for, for each of those. So you've got to then have enough footage on on uh, on that opponent against counterpunches. Um, in a world where it's hard to get footage, we don't see the Cubans that often. Um, certainly a lot of the, probably the South Americans, the Kazakhs, the Uzbeks don't really travel that much. So um, it's it's a bit, of, it's, 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 it's a touch of a minefield. So you could spend, you could spend a lot of time looking, and look, we do for sure. Um, for the 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 more experienced uh, Irish boxers who probably who've consistently performed at other majors, we've got an idea who their key opponents are. Um, so yeah, look, we do, we do. But it, there's there's a couple of challenges. It's not quite as you know. Um, maybe my awareness of the football and rugby world is you know if they want to match, they just go onto a website and download it. You know, for me, it's it's all very much. Um, uh, kind of uh, a bit more basic than that in the fact that I've got to go get the footage in the first place and all of that sort of stuff. So like even that role alone of cataloging, that's what we're looking ahead. So if you're thinking, so cataloging opponents and having that footage available when you need it, it's 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 fine. It's all stuck on YouTube, but that's no good when, you know, you've got five minutes to review or you need something straight away. So we're, we're, we're so coming up now, there's uh, even despite the, the the COVID world, there's a couple of tournaments. There's one in Bulgaria next year, uh, sorry, next next month. There's one in uh, Hungary. So we'll, um, myself and, and, and a colleague, will um, clip uh, those full sessions. Um, you could have maybe 500 bouts in those two tournaments. And we'll go through and clip and save each of those and name each of those um, so that we then have fresh footage in preparation for the qualifiers in London, for European qualifiers, and then for Tokyo as well. So having fresh footage as well is important. So something from maybe two, three years ago isn't really relevant. So it's an interesting one in the fact that uh, it's, it's now... For me, a roundabout way of answering your question, possibly. So yes, we do look at opponents, but there's, it's not so straightforward as look. It's a trade off of time, isn't it? You know, um, it, it it's really interesting, and I, it was a simple. Uh, yeah, it was a complicated answer to a simple enough question, but <laughs> I, 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 I didn't I didn't fully appreciate the the difficulties that you might face. I know uh, some of our um, our fourth year students are just back from. They would have been on placement last at, during third yes. year uh, on, on sports coaching placements. And a couple of them came back. They had been over uh, with soccer clubs in the UK and up in Scotland. And 
they yeah you're you're right there they there's a, a service a website that you can log into and every single match from the premier league all the way down is uploaded and available yeah. uh, through this service so all they have to they just sit at a desk and they can access any match any opponent if they're checking out a player for a transfer they can find yeah. out all the stats on yeah. that player yeah. literally just a click away um I, d- I didn't expect that you'd have that accessible to you, but when you explain the the difficulties, uh, it really puts it into perspective. Uh, yeah. The challenge, and and then there's 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 another little bit which is the real the real crux to it is if you're dealing with a coach as, as it is at the moment, like so so Zora and Tia would probably be one of the, the sharpest minds in in world boxing, and you then think about those challenges. Well, then what can you present to someone like him that he doesn't already know? Yeah. And there you go. And yeah. then, and then you're thinking, oh well, okay. So if he's to watch, so look again. I suppose it's it's, and what can you pull out objectively in a sport that isn't, you know, that isn't time based? Um, it can, it can be, it can, you know, it's it, 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 it's a challenge. It can be a real challenge. And sometimes, when time is short, you know, you give them the footage. Here, watch this. Tell me what you think. And maybe then what we'll do is clip out some some pieces that they think is relevant because their mind is, you know. Um, they've built a, like a tacit knowledge of, and, and, a, and a monster, monstrous range of experience over the years. Well, then what can I add? And I've asked myself that question for quite some time. Uh, and and I, I, sometimes I come up with different answers. Um, but but um, it's an interesting one, um, you know, in, and, and, and I suppose, look, it's probably one of those ones which the analysts will regularly face because you're 90 percent of my time is with a coach. The vast majority, and you're and, and you're there really to to assist them, you know, um, and to do yeah yeah. So so you've got to complement their 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 knowledge, um, and we do that with, with with video and objective information as much as possible. But um, yeah, it's it, it can be a challenge at times, you know. And would you use and would the would the boxers use uh, video analysis much in training to review what they're doing live and 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 give the give the athletes some instant feedback? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. So we're very fortunate, actually. In now, this was uh, actually now probably nearly ten years ago. Actually, we, you know, I suppose that the sport lends itself in the fact that it's in a, a quite a tight ring. So we were, you know, it's in a, a tight space. Um, so in the old training center in the South Circular Road, we would have put in a, an automated camera system. So fixed cameras. In essence, it's a it's a, a security camera system. Um, but it so, uh, and we've kind of upgraded that, and now in the in the national center in in the Institute of Sport. Um, there's cameras in all of the rings. So as soon as they step into the frame, it automatically records. So it's always recording. And then my role really over the last, probably as they've been training, um, let's say in the last six, six weeks or so, is if they're sparring uh, opponents, well, then I'll just go in and I'll clip the spars. Uh, I'll upload it and share it to Darkfish TV and they review. Um, there's a kind of a process around reviewing, um, re- reviewing themselves because, you know, it's, a, it's another interesting one around the role of the analyst. And sometimes it's just, there's a, there's a chunk of it again, I suppose, look, cataloging, you're organizing video. Uh, in this, you're organizing video because sometimes, you know, video is, is pervasive and so much easier to get at than ever before. But very often you kind of find it's stuck on WhatsApp, it's stuck on videos. You know, it's, it's stuck all over the place. You don't, you don't have it when you need it. So, so, so a simple tool like a Darfish TV or Huddle, which other people would probably be familiar with, but Darfish TV is the one that we use. So having all of your relevant footage um, in one place. So, uh, recent you know all your fights uh recent spars if there's if there's technical pad work where they're doing one-on-one technique stuff with the coach 
Um, sometimes we'll we'll clip and save that uh, for review. But yeah, look, they're encouraged to look back all the time. Um, the reality is, some are better than others doing that. <laughs> um, and and interesting enough, it's probably some of the newer, uh, the newer boxers into the program are better. You know, I suppose that's just how the now again, maybe I'm showing my age, but it's just maybe how the the the, the teenagers, early twenties, you know, they're so much more comfortable watching themselves. Some of the Interesting enough, some of the probably Ireland's most successful athletes uh, that I would know in the boxing world didn't watch themselves, didn't want to watch themselves, which which is really interesting. That is interesting. It's it's funny because in some of the work um, with some of the other squads I've worked with, I've always said that, you know, you, you nearly have to spend a couple of seasons or a, a certain length of time with the squad getting them to get getting the habits developed and then yeah. once you get those habits established with the older yeah. players new players coming into the squad will see that as the norm and they'll adapt those habits yeah. uh, more yeah, easily sure. but it, you, you're, you're describing the opposite there which is uh which is an interesting <laughs> one <laughs> yeah 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 well look i suppose yeah yeah it's um, just a, 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 a quirk of 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 that sport i suppose i guess or those oh, po- yeah look possibly possibly yeah 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 could be Let's yeah, pivot so, away. So you you also work with um with track cycling. So uh, how does yes. that differ from the work with did you do with the with the boxers? Yeah, look the well, I suppose around the information that you can collect, it's just it's it's the polar opposite. I kind of have a, a a thought in my head around this idea of a of a continuum from the and again it's it's kind of like that idea of how do you assess performance and you've got that subjective and the subjective feel, the tacit knowledge that the coach knows and understands, and the you know an opinion and. And that's interesting in boxing because you could, like I was just chatting to the PD yesterday and he was saying, oh, I could bring the five coaches into the room here now and they'd give me five different opinions about a contest. You know, whereas on the other side, you've got that highly objective piece, which you get in track cycling, um, you know, because it's measured in thousands of a, of a second. Um, and and the use of tech, uh, SRM in particular, power meters, there's there's a lot more power meters on, on available at the moment. And and how then you can quantify uh, that, that sport it, it is a lot different. So, um, again, I suppose my my time is uh, in, in track cycling is very much, you know, I suppose, or my role is dependent on time. I think if you go to maybe a British cycling or to the Kiwis or the Aussies or the Germans or the Americans where they might have one or two full-time analysts, the depth that they can go into is probably a little bit different. So for me, it's um, in, in the para program, it's been largely based around, obviously, the, the track itself. So attendance at world championships um, um, and, and then it's, it's it's key points in the in the training phase because the, the group is based in Mallorca, as I'm sure people are aware. There's, there isn't a, a, a track in in Ireland just yet. It's been muted for some time, and I think I think they're meant to break ground this year. But uh, yeah, so so the team is so the team base do a lot of their wor- work on the road. Um, they'll go to Mallorca for ten day camps. They'll probably do three or four of those, and they lead up to our majors. So I will go in then for three or four days for dress rehearsals, and what we look to do there is then is to, um, well, record the effort because your position and your lines and all of those sort of things matter. Uh, the lower you can get, um, the better you hold your position, uh, the better you, 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 you hold the, the black line, your 250 meters, you know, the faster you go. So, so and, and obviously that's going to change as your, as your effort increases over, over 3K, so somewhere between, you know, in around three, three and a half minutes. Um, so we would use that and we just, we would look at quarter lap splits. And we would then compare that effort to what their target was. So they'll have some target of, your, you know, you go off in 21.6, we need you to then hold 18.5s for, for as many laps as you can. And then, so just to see how they drifted, 
how they how they executed the so I suppose maybe it's a lot it's 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 not maybe too different in, in boxing in the fact that you evaluate and but how how well did you execute the tactics you were given? Um it's the same in track cycling as well. How well did you execute the tactical plan you were given? But it can be a whole lot more objective and we've got a couple of nice little deficit models way of displaying the information, looking at these differences that um that yeah, look, it brings it to life, you know. Yeah, but, it, um, it, yeah. No, I've seen I've seen some of the stuff that you've presented and and the way that you can compare the Irish bikes times to the yeah. to their opponents times. Yeah. You can look who starts strong, who holds their pace in the middle, who drifts off, and see how that's progressing over time. It's it's really fascinating. So that leads on to a, another good question: um, is when you are right, you're collecting footage, you are analysing or. or I'm not using the right term here. You're tagging the footage, analyzing what's going on. You've got all the times from the track cyclists. How do you take that information? Because that's a large volume of information. Mm-hmm. And how do you turn that into something that the coach or the athlete can act on in a reasonable amount of time? Um, like, I suppose like that's the... The, the, well, some so maybe, maybe the million dollar question now is, is, you know, I suppose going back to your point earlier around, it takes time to develop, like de- develop that relationship with the coach around what they're specifically needing. Um, and then look, you, you, you build your, I suppose, look, you build your templates around how the performance is assessed. So in, in boxing, it's, it's, it's assessed around uh, quality of landed punches. So you build your template around that. And you tweak it over over time, probably over years in reality. And then in the track cycle thing, so yeah, go on. Yeah. And when you so when you when you're talking about a template, are you talking about literally an Excel template that you're putting results into, or is it some other template uh, yeah, that you're yeah, using? Yeah. No, so you're using a Dartfish or you're using it like so there's probably three performance analysis specific softwares out there. Dartfish is the one which I've inherited or which I which kind of started out on it. I still use. Um and more into team sports, you're probably looking at Nax Sport and of course uh, sports code as well. But you're building your template around those, you know, key variables, key performance indicators that are relevant to to that specific sport. But you're building that yourself. And I suppose, like possibly in the likes of a team sport, that you'd have maybe, you know, an analyst in rugby would ninety percent of what they collect would be relatively similar. You know, maybe how they define some of the details around the tackle and those will change. But then there's maybe another ten percent which would be coach specific. So there might be certain things or certain metrics that they collect related to a certain tactical plan of a coach or a style or a philosophy. Uh, and that's probably where it differs a little bit. Uh, and then in look, track cycling is no different. Well, you know, how do you, you, you you're measured off time, a time-based sport. So you're looking at how you, I suppose from the video is how you technically execute the race, but then you, how your splits are in relation to, um, to, to, to what you were given or what, you know, what you felt you could, you know, what was your, your, your super max, what was your maximal effort, you know? Um, and then you track that over time and, and, uh, and you compare, as you say, against other bikes and where are they strong? Where are you weak? Where could you potentially get, make the gains? And yeah, yeah. So it's, it's actually a very similar process if you're thinking about, well, you know, if you're, if you, I suppose, if you, and, 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 and more so. So it's, it's an interesting one where I was looking at your title, your podcast. It's about that idea of win-win. But for me, it's really about performing. So what do you need to do to perform? Um, and when you focus on that, so that idea, and, and I suppose we, you know, you kind of alluded a little bit in the notes that you had that idea of, 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 um, monitoring outcome. So all of the things that matter, like, so your medal winning times, but you measure your process. And when you build your template around the process, not around the outcome, then you very quickly 
are um, monitoring those elements that that you control, that the athlete controls, you know, because they control their own performance, but ultimately you don't control the outcome. You know, uh, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Um, yeah. It's 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 not it's it, there's no straightforward answer to the question really it, it's uh, there's a uh, lot no no and maybe look maybe to be fair I might have rambled there a little bit can give, I'll get he can give me that one but yeah look there never is there never is because it's it's such um such a, a nuanced world you know a, you know that complex environment um you know and 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 that idea that one intervention you do this week um and if you try the same in, and, and get a, a good positive outcome. You try that same intervention two months later on a different athlete and, and it could be a negative outcome, you know, so, so you constantly have to be fitting the intervention to the, to, to, I suppose, well, more so probably for me, the needs of the coach and their interaction with the athlete, whereas maybe in some of the other areas, you know, you being physiology, you know, yours is probably more athlete facing, coach informing to a degree. And, and yeah. of course, look, you work, you work with the coaches for maybe some session planning, that sort of stuff. But for me, it's, it's 90% coach, 10% athlete. Yeah, I'm just thinking as well here. There's, there's there's so many other variables at play as well. Particularly um, now, I've, not, I've never worked with boxing, um, but I'm imagining it's it, it's got some similarities to track cycling. Track cycling is definitely one of the most intense competitive environments I've ever been in. Um, mm-hmm. For for anyone who hasn't been inside a velodrome, it is it's amazing. It's it's really yeah. brilliant. And I'm guessing that a boxing arena is is similar because, like you said, they compete in such a tight space in the ring. The audience, uh, the crowd are very close, very, very in on top of you. And that generates a, a very intense atmosphere. So there's those other um, variables, those other factors that come into play for, for, for performance that you can't control and you can't factor in. So yeah, measure what you can measure, oh, control yeah, no, what you control. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And, and I suppose what the, what the interesting thing is as well is that you know, um, they're, they're over so quickly, you know, and I suppose my role, which is an interesting one is, is, is when I've had those sports. So other, other sports I've been involved with is, uh, you know, is those two, as we've talked about, but swimming as well. Um, sports in which once the athlete is gone, they're gone, you know, uh, in track cycling, the coach is there talking, I suppose, you know, the coach is, is, is giving them the splits. Um, but realistically, you know, uh, once they start, they're gone. So whereas in a team sport, you potentially can have some influence. The analyst in the stand can influence what's happening through the coach on the pitch. Uh, you know, they see something or do they pick up something in the in the pattern within the metrics they're collecting. They can action it. Whereas in boxing, you don't really like so there's no interaction with the coach. The coach probably gets in a minute between the round if they get 15 good seconds where they can impart one or two key pieces. So that's why it's so in boxing, it's so much around the coach's eye. So they're seeing and picking up something and then we're saying, okay, this is the one thing you need to focus on for this round, you know, but the analyst can't do anything there. You can do something ahead of it to, to potentially influence it and, and to paint a picture in their head of the tactics that they that the coach wants them to execute. And you, of course, afterwards you can, you can assist in, in the, in the, in the debriefing and the follow-up on that. But once it's got, you know, once it started, there's nothing you do. You know? Yeah. I think you're right in what you say there as well. It's, it is, um, it's more noticeable these days um, with the, the televised uh, rugby and soccer is what I'm thinking of. You often these days see the the the, the camera cut to the stand, and you you have the analysts there with the laptops open in front of them. They're they're in communication with the the coach on the sideline, or the coach is watching the match from up there with them, and yeah. getting that instant feedback and making decisions. Um, so while the, the the job title and the role might be broadly similar, uh, the way you impact what's happening is different. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do. Yeah. And and then, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
And it's an interesting role. And yeah. I was going to say, you no. Know, speaking of impact, I know uh, there's a, an interesting story from from London about the work that you did with Mark Rowan, uh, yourself and Tony uh, Tony Roster, who was working uh, in physiology, did uh, some some really nice work with Mark. Uh, for those who don't know, Mark Rowan is a paracyclist, and he won a gold medal in the men's time trial and the men's road race at London 2012. Um, so you might might fill us in on this on the work that you did with Mark and, and the impact that you, well, I'm t- saying that you had on his performance. Yeah, well, that was an interesting one, I suppose, in the fact that you know it's the closest where we get to 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 a game. So it's the only opportunity that I've had for a game. So if you think about Beijing, uh, London, Rio, there was no opportunity really to get to the venue ahead of it. Um, so what we had there was the track was open for half hour on a Monday afternoon, sorry, half hour, but a four hour window on a Monday afternoon sometime in May, as far as I recollect. So every... And the track in question there was Brands Hatch. So they yes. held a time trial on the race course, on Brands Hatch race course, a closed loop. Yeah, so sorry, track courses, you know. Yeah, so, so the course was open. So you had probably 50 paracyclists running around the, you know, on the course. You had probably 20 cars. And so we were following Mark and what we would have done at the time was just follow Mark doing a couple of, uh, so doing, I think, two laps. And what we would have done with that then is is taken that footage um, and and the power data, which he would have delivered uh, in those efforts. So for him, he was going, I think he was probably maybe three or four days after competing at a World Cup. So he was, he, he, he kind of had an idea what the course was looking like. So he kind of had a rough plan of how we would go and do that. Um, so he was, he was, he was racing as much as, so he, he would have done one lap he was racing. So maybe about, I think the laps were about 12 to 15 minutes. We followed with a camera in a van and then we would have then taken the, the SRM data and, and overlaid that in the video. Uh, and I suppose in conjunction with the coach um, divided the course into key segments. There was, as far as I recollect, there was certainly some technical pieces around corners, which he was able to practice and replicate in, in Ireland. Uh, but also he was able to take those, I think there was a hill, which was about two minutes, two and a half minutes long. Uh, we knew, so from that then we knew the average power he should be hitting for that. Um, so we, we, we would have set up and, 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 and then, you know, for that then, uh, the physiologist would have had a physiological profile of, of them, um, would have known the lactates they were hitting at certain power outputs. So then you were able to replicate the course as much as possible on, on turbos. I probably, I'd say they probably use it maybe four or five times in the lead up to the games. But again, it's 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 very specific. Um, uh, you know, I suppose again, look, it's painting a picture in your head of what you're going to do in race day, uh, and and that's maybe the role of the analyst is to paint that picture, assist the coach in painting that picture as best as you can. Um, but I suppose you have the benefit here around not just having a picture in your head of what the course looks like, but your 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 physio- physiological load as well, so you can be very precise um, in, in in and again, look the execution or or training specifically to execute a certain. Uh, to execute a certain race plan, you know. So yeah, look, it was. I suppose maybe it's you look back at it fondly um, because it's uh, you know it was a it was a positive outcome. Um, but sometimes you'll do those interventions and and maybe the outcome isn't there. But but then you ask yourself, are you look? I, I, yeah. So I think I think the success and maybe this is an important one for the students is the success of the intervention is not defined by the outcome. Now you know, there, I think certainly Mark was, and actually there's a re- really interesting, you, you bring that up a little bit out of the blue, but um, we're looking to replicate that um, with a with a, a, a road cyclist, so a marathon road cyclist for the Tokyo track. And actually we're meeting them tomorrow morning to talk through that. 
Cool. So it's interesting you bring it up. And, and Mark Ronis is coach now. Really? So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll catch up with Mark Ronan tomorrow morning. I haven't met him in years. He's based in Portugal yeah, now. He's he retired after not too long after London. Um, yeah, so so again, it's interesting you say that because you know that was clearly in his head. He's just taken over coaching of of this uh, of uh, one of the the road marathoners uh, for 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 in for the Paralympics, and he's looking to replicate the exact same thing. So he obviously found a value in it, and we'll try and do that now. Not so straightforward, as far as aware on on the on the on the roadies and in in on the power side because you don't have power meters. Um, they don't, you know, that's that's. Uh, well, it more so in, in track cycling because they're more pushing onto the onto the rims. So it's it's it'll be interesting to see what we can do and how we can replicate that. So that most likely to be on a treadmill. Um but we see, yeah, yeah. So look, it's 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 a good and maybe it's a really good example of the collaboration with other service areas. Um in that as well, you're able are you also able to to bring in to bring sports psych. Obviously mm-hmm. the coach, you know, the coach is planning the session, you bring in sports psych and say, you know, at certain points, well, you know, what you, what are you thinking? Um, how then do you need to approach your race plan? Um, you know, so there's a load of bits to it. And I think the best interventions are those which are certainly in 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 in, in the, the real applied field of when you know what's cross collaboration with other colleagues. You know? It's one it's it's one that always stood out in my mind as as really innovative. I think you know these days um with like the likes of Zwift and for yes uh, you know, it, it's not unusual to say oh I've I've raced up on on two or I've done you know yeah, done something yeah. like you know you've done it at home on your on your on your uh, on your bike in front of your telly but that you know we're we're going back to 2011 2012 there Mark was was doing his training at home on the turbo trainer with the track on the telly in front of him and he was able yeah. to relive the course and practice it and visualize it and yeah it was really really innovative work uh to, to be doing back then with and obviously the outcome was great as well uh, yeah i think i'd, yeah. I'd yeah. still be asking you about it even if the outcome wasn't as good so. yeah yeah good, good okay thanks for that yeah, yeah. And I, while I'm, I'm given praise, uh, I, I think I, I always do consider you specifically to be a bit of a, a pioneer when it came to performance analysis, particularly in Ireland, because you were you were doing it back before it was even a thing or before I'd even heard of it. You know, there's been one of, one of my other guests had said, and I hadn't really thought about this back when we were undergrads and, and studying, like th- there were certain disciplines that weren't even a thing, like strength and conditioning wasn't uh, a, a standalone yeah. discipline, or, you know, yeah. uh, 10 or 15 years ago. And performance an- uh, analysis uh, was certainly only very, very new. And you were the only person I knew uh, doing it. So h- how did you get into it back then? Yeah, I, I suppose a lot of it by, by chance. Um, uh, you know, I suppose I would have, so my background would be a sports science background, which for me, I think really does stand to you in the applied field because, you know, you've got an appreciation of each of the ologies, which I think is important, you know. Um, and then I was uh, working as a technician in UL. Um, NCTC at the time um, was just based in, in the same building. So I moved from a technician within the lab in the, in the teaching environment into into the testing lab in NCTC. And then at that time, so I would have been involved with the setting up of just, well, assisting the physiologist primarily, really. And I just, there was there was time requests coming from um, from some sports just around, primarily around the use of video. Uh, and can you assist and just, you know, back then it was still, it was, I was thinking it was still tapes. It was still working on tapes. Um, you know, and... and, and We're and, not that old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yes, I know, I know, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of transformed now where you've got 240 frames per, you know, a second on your on your phone. 
um, and, and it's pervasive. So so I kind of morphed into the role more so than anything. And then I was probably fortunate enough, as I know Caroline alluded to there, to to run into Gary Keegan, to Billy Walsh, to the, uh, well, I suppose Gary and Billy in particular. And they kind of took me under the wing and, and, and I kind of learned by doing, again, focusing the analysis around the key variables that 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 you could measure that you know uh, and i and i sort of learned my trade in, in 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 that sort of way um and i suppose i think around that time the first masters in the world would have been starting out in cardiff um i think that was kind of early noughties maybe when it did start um but yeah i look i suppose i kind of learned by doing and look now now there's you know masters in carlo in ireland and there's 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 probably hundreds of masters around the world uh in, in the area um, but I think I kind of count myself to be quite fortunate in the fact that that I, that I suppose I was provided the opportunity by a lot of good people in order to um, to learn my trade and cut my teeth. And, and I suppose looking back now, um, probably are quite naive <laughs> about about a lot of things that you would have done. Um, so look, I learned by doing, and I learned by 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 reflecting year on year and trying to do something different. Um, you know, I, there was a, there was a time in my first decade of career, I'd, I kind of always would have reflected at the end of each each season, and I say, okay, what can I do a little bit differently this time? And that sort of snowballed and iterated. And then before I knew it, I was I was you know I was spending more of my time in in, in the PA role, and that's probably probably about twelve thirteen years ago now, and it's kind of just it's just kind of evolved since really, you know. And I suppose the service area has evolved around uh, in conjunction with that, and largely tech tech based, you know. The ease of software, the ease of footage, all of those things, um, uh, you know, and then and then you know your data pervasive, your data analysis, your the emergence of analytics, all of those things. But you know, what is the iPhone? But eleven years old now, is it? Maybe twelve years old? Yeah, yeah. So I was starting I around the time of the first iPhone. Yeah, I know. It's funny you should say that about the the you know the the quality of the video footage from phones these days. Um, a few years ago, when I was the the, the technical officer in, in Waterford, we were buying cameras for students to use for for um for practice video analysis. But sure, yeah. almost as soon as we bought the cameras for work, the phones were better. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so nowadays we just say, well, you know, here's a camera, but your phone will do as good a job for for this at this level. Uh, so yeah, yeah, they do, they do. Yeah, the only thing you're lacking is Zoom. Yeah, 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 even you know you you you're getting you're getting that now in in a lot of the phones as well. So, yeah, it's on the top yeah, top yeah. end phones are probably there. Yeah, and and maybe that's an interesting point in that fact. Video is easy, but I don't really know people still use it well. Um, you know, um, to use it and and I suppose maybe to emerge a little bit onto you know how you'd use PA in a in a in a youth sport environment. You know, you use video well. Um, you catch people doing things right. You pick out the good things. Um, and and you develop you develop people in that way, but. I'm not fully sure that even, you know, my experience within, um, the, you know, the sharp end of Irish sport, there's some sports who, who I still think could be doing better with, with video um, as a starting point. And that's your foundation for PA, really. Have you got all of the video you need? Can you find it in 30 seconds? If you can't, then it's just not well enough organized, you know, and then you build on that. Yeah. So your systems are just as important as well behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on, on that, we we've talked about how you got started out what about some students who might be starting out now and looking to to maybe forge a yeah. career for themselves in the area is there anything you, you you mentioned there that you know you were you were young and naive when you were starting out anything that you wish you knew back then that you know now or that you'd tell yourself again if you were getting started out um yeah look it's, it's a different time for sure you know um but yeah and, it, and it's, it's look i do acknowledge absolutely it's a far more competitive world uh, now than it would have been would have been then at that stage 
Uh, but still, yeah, look, there's, there's certainly things that you can do for sure. And, and we have a program at the Institute of Sport. We have a, a, a student placement. Um, we've been running it now for about a decade. Uh, so each year we, we uh, open it up to universities in, in Ireland. Uh, so I've been involved in that program probably for the, for, for the most of that time. We get, so we have an application process. Um, uh, we got about six, I think six, this year we got about 60 applicants. Three of us review CVs. So we're looking at, at the different pieces within it. And the stuff we look for, certainly from my own perspective, is, is obviously a little bit of an interest in PA I mentioned in it. But also, um, you know, what experience have they got outside their own course? So very often there's opportunities provided within the course to get skills, to get experience, all of those sort of things. But what have they done themselves on top of that? And that's the, one of the things that really jumps out to me. Um, so, you know, how, how are they, uh, you know, yeah, like what extra experience have they got? Um, because someone who is curious about the area will, will create those opportunities for themselves, you know, will, will build the relationships around, now to touch again on maybe some of the stuff that Caroline was talking about, building relationships with people in there. Certainly as you start in the university, you know, because that's where you've got access to the people who probably got a, a, a chunk of, of applied experience. And, and maybe if, if you're showing enough interest and you're keen enough and you give enough time, well, then they might give you some other opportunities. Um, to, and look, it's, it's, it's experience in as many sports as you possibly can. So, and, and I wonder, I don't know, maybe you'd have some thoughts on this. I, I would imagine that if there's a student who, who, is, who you know, is a passion for GA you know, all of their experience in GA, while it would be of interesting, of inter you know, they should be looking to expand their horizons, you know, to talk to as many people as they possibly can um, in different. So if it's, if it's strength and condition, they're interested to talk about people who are working in boxing or in athletics or whatever else to sort of to, to, to get to get an insight from how they apply, you know, probably the, the principles of, 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 of conditioning in different sports because uh, they will be different for sure. Um, absolutely i think yeah. yeah i think that that's one of the it's it's not a problem obviously people have passions they have things that they're interested in but it is good to look beyond your you, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself too early in your yes. career for certain um, and yeah, yeah. one of one of uh, one of our my earlier guests um she said you know you don't want to be operating in a silo where you are you know you are just on your own focused on one thing you you will be far more effective if you are a little bit more of a generalist and show a, a breadth of knowledge um rather than um uh, like a high degree of specialist knowledge is great but if you've got a good base a good wide foundation that that's built yes. upon that uh, that is more that that's extra it's more important i think yeah sure. and I, I think that's why sort of the sports science sports science coaching and and a, and, a, and a real understanding of of the wider needs of the coach and the athletes i think is beneficial and i think you know when they get those opportunities to to be curious um and and to lead with questions one of the things i don't know if i Maybe I kind of picked it up from 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 my father, but that uh, that idea of um, you know these coaches um, certainly I would look at Zor as being this is that he's forgotten more about the sport of boxing than I'll ever know, and when you're going in in that way, you're always going to look for their opinion to lead with questions, and that's how you get the engagement. You know, I think I think you might get people might make that mistake knowing that okay maybe. Maybe they're they they they're they're a keen interest in soccer. They might have played to a decent level, you know, and they listen to a Gary Neville or, or a Jamie Carragher, and then they go to a coach thinking, oh well, why not you do this? You know, as soon as you go and 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 I suppose maybe it's a a disproportionate challenge might be a way of putting it. They challenge the coach in a way that makes them uncomfortable. Well, then your relationship is gonna is not is not going to go anywhere. 
So if you kind of think, no matter, you know, they've forgotten more than you'll ever know. Certainly, and maybe I'm just fortunate enough to, to have operated in an elite level where it's most likely that coaches will have that. You know, they'll have 30, 40, 50 years of experience. Uh, but I like that as a starting point because then you're always coming in and, and you're asking questions, you're being curious. And, and that's, 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 that's how you'll build those really positive relationships, you know? Yeah, like, open. it comes back to that, Brett, like working with a multitude of people in a multitude of sports at the start is, is, is very useful because you will be able to latch on to the people that's, uh you know that you can learn from and yeah. and, and that's you, you you may not meet them if you if you uh if you don't broaden your horizon so i think that that is yeah, good sure. advice yeah, uh, yeah sure. don't don't afraid to be curious be and lead with questions as you say yes yeah 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 and i suppose there's a couple of one other thing which would jump out i suppose maybe in the in in the performance analysis world is is just get comfortable with numbers you know and and people often forget about the power of excel uh, which is a really interesting one because, and maybe it's just the fact it's always in front of you. But some of the two, some of the tools I've seen, some of the, um, some of the creations I suppose, or that I've seen in Excel are are really powerful. You know, and 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 students I think would probably often forget that you've got that at your your fingertips. So you know, any time in an undergrad that you've got a project, they should be trying to 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 use Excel as much as possible to to explore interactive reporting. Um, you know, to merge data sets, to do those sort of things, to build, to build their own sort of, to build their own databases. The much experience they have in that, the better, because because that's certainly once the student starts with us and, and they've got good Excel skills, it really sets them apart. You know, um, I'm constantly learning with with Excel, um, yeah. and my my top tip for Excel is if there is something that you want to do in Excel and you can't figure it out, just Google how do I X yeah. in Excel, and yeah, someone yeah. else I can guarantee you someone else will have had the same problem, and there's an equation or there's a formula or there's something out there that 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 will enable you to do what you want in Excel. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and there's a really good guy, a Kiwi. Um, it's Excel tricks for sport. I don't know if you've come across him. Uh, I, he's. I only saw him because of of you recently, so I must. Take oh yeah, yeah. Have yeah. a look into that because I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't aware, but it's interesting. My students are going to think that I I I I slipped you a little brown envelope to say that, uh, to give Excel a, a, a promotion there. But it is. It's incredible yeah. what I can do for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 I years ago I went to the central bank to uh, to do a, a presentation around the role of, of the analyst, and and it was interesting even talking to the analyst to some people there is that. Even some of their people in the, working in the centre back were still working off Excel, you know, and in an industry like that. I yeah. know I was a little bit surprised, but I'd imagine what you can do with it. I would say is 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 um look, it's powerful, and I would probably say I might know about fifteen twenty percent of it, you know. Um, I wouldn't even know that. I'm actually just thinking you've you've, you've made me think of a friend of mine who um works. He's uh, he's he has a, a corporate job, um, yeah. uh, but he will. He, he works all day with Excel as well, looking at yeah. global sales forecasts and planning how many how much product he needs to buy and shift and sell and all that. It's all done through Excel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, go Excel. Yeah, yeah, get learning that. Excellent. Well, listen, Alan, I've had a really interesting chat with you there. It's been it's been really, really fascinating. Thank you so much. There's been plenty there for the students to take on board and learn from. Um, and I think we might maybe check in with you uh, again in, in season two or season three. Whenever Tokyo takes place, we might check back in with you after Tokyo and see yeah, how things went. Hopefully in July, it better. Fingers crossed. Yeah, look, I, think, I, think. I think I may have saw a headline today. Uh, it was a big panicking headline saying, "Oh, is is Tokyo going to go ahead or not?" 
but fingers crossed. Uh, look, I think I think the the only thing that we can do is is to operate like it is. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely, and and we're we're you know we we absolutely are until it, until it's. I, I look, we're always optimistic. Very good. Well, Alan, listen, thank you very much. Best of luck with the prep uh, as you move forward. And thank you once again for speaking to us this evening. Okay, look, thanks for your time. Interesting chat. If uh, time flew by. That was super. Alan and I worked together on the Beijing and London Paralympic cycles, along with Alan's wife, Tony, who's a physiologist with the Sport Ireland Institute. I have great memories of the time we spent together. It really was a big part of my life. We've drifted apart over the years once we were no longer working together, so I really enjoyed catching up with Alan for this episode. I hope you found our chat as interesting as I did. Here are my three take-home points for you to consider. Be curious and ask questions. When you're starting out, most of the people around you will have more experience and knowledge that you can tap into. Don't be afraid to speak up and ask questions. How can I help? Why are we doing this? How will the coach or athlete use this information? What's the best way to do this test? Simple questions will help you learn, show that you're interested and may open up the door to further opportunities. Speaking of further opportunities, seek them out and document them. We all have a sport or topic that we are particularly interested in, but it is amazing what you can pick up from other sports, disciplines or service providers that you may not ordinarily engage with. Be open-minded, be curious and try things out. When you are done, take a moment to reflect on how things went and ideally keep a record of your thoughts in a journal. This can be invaluable when you are updating your CV, submitting a job application or completing professional development logs. Finally, there's the power of Excel. We all have access to Microsoft Excel and it really is an incredibly powerful and versatile tool for processing data and generating reports. Get familiar with it and see what it can do for you. Alan mentioned the YouTube channel Excel Tricks for Sports, which I'm going to check out myself. I'll put a link to it in the episode description so you can check it out too. Okay, that's it for today. If you've made it this far, you might do one more thing and share the episode. It would be great to spread the word and build our audience. As always, if you would like to get in touch, then you can catch me on Instagram at B underscore Wardrop. I welcome any feedback or suggestions you might have for the show. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode.